this is a podcast about betting on sports and other stuff, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich off sports betting or betting off the election. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There are sleazeballs abound all over the internet who will be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful, the better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome back to the Jay and Silent Rob podcast. Thursday, November 5th, the year of our Lord, 2020. Jay Swad, um, you're a Catholic, right? Uh, culturally, yes. Do you have any confessions to make? Uh, it's been a long time since I went to confessional. <laughs> Holy shit, I haven't even thought of that in a really, really long time. Uh, there would be like, I hope the priest would like be getting paid by the hour if I were to actually go to my <laughs> old church. I actually did just move back to College Park. I'm like three miles from the last place I took confessional like 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, not even 13, Jesus Christ, 17, maybe 18 years ago. Um, and I just used the Lord's name in vain. Oh my goodness, add it to the list. Um, but yeah, uh, no confessions. Why would, why would you bring that up? I, I admit to nothing. Admit to nothing. No, I was just going to see if I could get you on anything, but clearly not. Uh, too, <laughs> too, too slippery. We'll get to it. Yeah, no, uh, let's just get to it now, uh, Rob, because I don't want you holding this over my head. Uh, apparently there was an election this week. I don't know if you heard, hmm. uh, were you aware of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bet on it. I actually, I have a confession to make now that you brought it up. I had a bet from February I had on our, our current president three weeks before COVID happened, uh, at minus 160 on, on Trump. It was just kind of like one of those things where it was like, I, I didn't see how he could lose the election. Um, wasn't because I, I love our, our orange, uh, faced president. Uh, it was just because the incumbency and, and, you know, things of that nature, uh, so I did, three weeks before COVID kind of happened, I I, uh, I made a, a sizable bet on on, on Donnie. Um, how, how many units are we talking? Um, like three units, three oh, units. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just be or, or yeah, three future units. Yeah, three future units. So it was it was big time. I was just I lived, I was like really perplexed. I was that's like when Bernie was still as a consideration, and I was like, if, if Bernie's going to go up against Donnie, like that's just that's. You know, it's not even any close. Uh, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I had that. And then Tuesday night at around 9.30, I think, I made a bet on Donnie again. Um, so let's just back this up. Uh, going into the election, we talked about this briefly a couple episodes ago, but uh, Donald Trump was about a 2-1 to one underdog to win re-election. Um, and even though he was an underdog, he was, he fared better in the betting markets than he did in the polls, right? Polls, Nate Silver, I think had gave him around uh, day of election. Now, to be fair, this is day of election, uh, gave him about a 10% chance of winning. Um, I know the economist week of had 95%, uh, obviously the Europeans, what the hell do they know? Uh, but you know, so so it was already an odd situation because the betting markets were way more relatively in favor of, of Trump than the actual polling did, and people that are like political scientists and, and polling specialists, things of that nature. So that's giving you a little bit of background. Um, so as the day went on, about 
six o'clock money started coming in on Trump as, as on the election day Tuesday, and the big one that really started to move was Florida. It was it was Dade County. It was the Cuban vote showing that it was coming in for Trump, and 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 Biden was much lower than expectations for polling there. Um, or were you aware of that? Were you aware of that being like kind of a major? Th- I don't know how much you were following it. I wasn't following that much live. I was mostly refreshing um, the that one crypto market on FTX that had the little futures thing. And I, I wasn't really watching kind of like the, the news ticker that said like, oh, this county came in this way. Um, I, I, I didn't watch that part. So I didn't know what news the market was reacting to, but I did watch the market react. And I think it's great that you were using your like basis of measuring the election by looking at like forex markets right like you were judging it based on like currencies and 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 uh you know cryptocurrencies and i was looking at it via the betting market right so it's like two guys who and we don't really know shit about political betting uh but still we wanted to monitor it right and i mean we have a thousand different streams or tv channels we could have watched to get our like basis of it, right? You could have picked Fox News, MSNBC, whatever. You know, there, there's something for everyone. And you picked the cryptocurrency marketplace. I picked the betting market, and you know that was our gauge. And it wasn't just that I was following the crypto, or excuse me, the the betting market. I was also following my my Twitter account. And my Twitter account is uh, you know the same one that we mentioned on this podcast, but it's essentially like fifty. Yeah, probably not even 50, but like 20 friends, mostly like friends we had from college or, or some high school buddies of myself and some extended people that we might mostly mutually know. And then it's all sports better slash investors slash, you know, statistics, probability people, um, some Taleb fans out there, you know, Taleb accounts, uh, but, you know, mostly pretty, pretty wise people. And I, I actively keep that uh, uh, a tight group. So if I see a tweet, it's something that I want to see, right? It's not, it's not, um, some basic bitch fucking, you know, what she ate for lunch or whatever. Um, so anyways, so it was a combination of things. So I'm going to set up what happened on my night, like went into, to making this bet. Is there anything you want to say before I try to defend my case of, of betting way too much on something I know nothing about? No, I want to hear it. I want to hear it from your end. Then we'll then we'll we'll slice it up like uh like Sam sashimi. Okay. Well, well, the first thing I did wrong is I poured myself a glass of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm in the process of moving uh, to to my college park house, and uh, I have now pretty much completed that, which is great. Uh, but so I did that for most of the day, and then I got back. I think it was probably around. 7.30 or 8, and it was like, okay, this is just fun, you know, like, uh, election is just fun, to, to, not even politically, you know, just, just following it, there's numbers, there's a map, I like that stuff, I, I know you're, you're semi-fond of that as well, so I was like, this is just be fun to, to follow, um, so I had the betting market up, I had my Twitter up, I had, probably I was flipping between, like, the CBS coverage, the Fox News coverage, the CNN coverage, and, um, you know, I see the Miami-Dade uh, county come in and my, my Twitter accounts are saying, wow, like are, are, is polling just a dead art? Right. And then I see the betting market swing to about 50, 50, right around nine o'clock. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, for months, Biden has been a sizable favorite, not a huge favorite, but a sizable favorite. And now it's 50, 50, right. And it's like 9 PM. And, and let me backtrack in 2016, a very similar thing happened election night. 
because uh, remember, the, the next morning we knew Trump won. It, it wasn't like this where it's still in the balance. It was mm-hmm. going into it. He was an underdog. And then by about one or two in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, we knew Trump won. Um, most, most people had to wake up the next day. But still, it was like pretty much if you stayed up late enough, you knew. Uh, but the betting market went very similarly to last year. He was pretty much the same amount of an underdog, maybe a little bit more going into it. Uh, and then about 9 p.m., he became the favorite that that uh, in 2016. And then about 10 o'clock, he became a, about a 66% favorite. And then I think it was like 11 p.m., he was like a, a, a close to 85 90%. So that was the path that happened in 2016. And it was obviously very, very different than the polling had, right? Um, so flash forward to, to, to Tuesday night, we are seeing... 9 p.m., he becomes 50-50, right? Uh, about 9.30, he starts moving towards about a 66% favorite. And my Twitter's like going crazy. Like people I really, really respect who have made me directly or indirectly money, like just, just from following them or things they've taught me, uh, are like, this is, this is like, what is happening? Like, how do we get this so wrong again, right? Like, it's not like they're saying like, wow, this is closer than I thought. They were like, this is gearing towards like, this is over, um, so I put a bet in there, a, a, a too large of a bet on. It. I mean, not not nothing that's going to kill me, but you know, too too large of a bet, especially on something that I I really don't know too much about. What is uh, it in, in units, like comparable to NFL units? Yeah, and for futures units, it's five units. It's five futures units. So that's way too much. It's way too much. Um, but anyways, and I. Uh, so, you know, I bet on it and it's because I still have people I'm respecting and people who pre this election were, were talking, they had money on Biden. You know, of course they personally wanted Biden to win as well, which, you know, I of course have no problem with, but they were saying that this was Mayweather, uh, Mayweather McGregor, which notoriously like, I think 2017, um, you know, Mayweather was like this pretty much implied 80% favorite, but all the real sports bettors knew that he should have been like a 99% favorite. So even though you had to bet a lot of money to win, it was essentially a lock. So people I really respected were calling this, you know, McGregor Mayweather. They were like, there's no way Trump wins. And those same people at about 9.30 when I was making, you know, when I decided to make that bet were like, holy shit, it's over. Like, how did this happen? Like they just, the way, it's not just what they were saying and who they were saying it, but it was how they were saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like kind of was just piecing all this together. It's like, I see a marketplace, a marketplace where you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars down. Um, you know, it's swinging, like it's swinging for a reason. Uh, I have a lot of respect in the market. This is exactly what happened in 2016. Uh, you know, here we go. I'm going to throw all this money in it. Now I put all this money in it and I texted it to you saying, this is over. And I I did call this free money, which, which I should be which I should be made fun of for. So this is where you can go ahead and do that. Do you uh, just like cover your ears when I, when I do the, uh, the disclosure on this podcast, are you usually like singing or humming to yourself? What's the deal? Um, I played the fifth here, but anyways, I mean, I didn't bet more than I could, you know, afford to lose. lose. Okay. But, but as somebody who's been doing this as seriously as I've done for a long time, it, it was, it was a, it was an amateur hour, but that being said, there's a lot of people, and I made you listen to a podcast, um, Bet the Process, which mm-hmm. um, Rufus Peabody, who's the, the pro better who I referenced on my Twitter, who's the one who had a bunch of money on Biden and was calling this right at the time that I made the bet. I was, in part, partially, it was because a guy I have so much respect for 
who is so vehemently like, fucking Trump has no chance, has money on Biden, personally wants Biden to win, it tweeted out something. It wasn't just him. I'm just using this as an example that, holy fuck, it's over. And, you know, how did this happen again? Uh, so, yeah, I, I put too much money on, on our, our, our buddy t- our Trump. And like I said, I, I already had a position uh, on, on Trump, which was, you know, so I definitely probably should have just locked in profit. Especially someone like myself who is big on the hedging and locking in profit. But it is what it is what it is. Like I said, the wine was flowing. It was interesting. Um, but yeah, so so I, I do that. Then there's a report, Fox News freaking comes in and calls Arizona like way too early, way before they even could, you know, call it. But then that hammers it the market back to about 50-50 again, first slight amount of time. Then the market goes back up. I stayed up until about 2 a.m. It's slowly, so so essentially at 10 or 11 o'clock, it was about minus 700, which is about an implied 80%, 85% for Trump. And then it got, after the Arizona news, got hammered back down to like 50, 50%. And then slowly for the rest of the night until I went to bed at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard was about, got up to Trump being about, minus, um, to be about 65% favorite to win. I go to bed and then I wake up to Biden, like pretty much being a 70% to win. And then throughout the day on, on Wednesday, increasing up to, um, you know, 80. And then I think today he was about nine. I actually think about yesterday afternoon, he got up to 90% and it's pretty much been a done deal since then. We don't know how he's going to get there, but it's very, very likely that he's going to get there. Um, probably with Arizona very easily could be Pennsylvania. Very easy could be Georgia, and Trump needs all three. Um, obviously, this is probably going to be in courts for a while. We are not experts when it comes to that. We are not experts when it comes to political betting. Um, all right, Rob, jokes, um, comments, what do you have for me? My, my first thing, my, my first fundamental thing is, it's not even fundamental. Why is this particular bet or this particular marketplace tempting to you? Why was the futures bet tempting to you back in... In yeah. February, and why is it tempting? I mean, besides red wine and like your Twitter sure. feed of smart people, and feeling like you maybe had a data edge, like a live feed edge. Um, why? Why is this better? This market tempting? Sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a social studies teacher. Like, I, I, I enjoy politics, like in its theory, not in its practice, especially in its 2020 practice. But uh, so I, I mean, I've always liked elections. I always like politics. Uh, so I, it, you know, it's just interesting to, to follow. Also, a lot of people that are in the modeling world are also dabble into, you know, sports betting, politics, things of that nature. So Nate Silver, who's kind of like one of the more mainstream modelers for politics, he got a start in baseball and then he found out how inefficient, uh, the political markets were. And he was like, let me go over here. Um, so, you know, he, he, I think he works for like ABC or C, CBS. I don't know who, probably ABC because it's probably that family of networks with ESPN. Um, but, you know, so, so I've always had an interest of it. And a lot of people who I respect uh, have interest in it, you know, in the sports betting world. Um, and my bet in February was just based on the incumbency. I was just like how well the economy was doing. Uh, I was just like, what's it going to take for this to happen? And then, of course, here's your answer, COVID-19. Um, and, and, you know, Trump being the, the, the idiot who he is, um, compounded to, to, you know, let the, uh, the election actually become winnable for the Democrats. 
Uh, but but yeah, that, that was the bet in February. The bet last night was, like I said, it was a, a, I, the betting markets were way more in favor of Trump than the polls were, right? So that means something was right and something was wrong, right? Doesn't mean doesn't mean one was one hundred percent right and one was one hundred percent wrong, but it means one is closer to what is actually right. So there's uncertainty there. There's people I respected on both sides that were betting. That was like. Okay, very interesting. People smarter than me, people who have done this a lot longer than me. So I was just intrigued that way. And then we just see pretty much a direct pattern of 2016 compounded with the way those people I respect so much were um, you know, responding to it. So it wasn't the fact that the betting market was swinging so heavily to uh, the you know to trump it was that how my how people i respect were responding to it on twitter being like oh my god this is over like this is over um so yeah it, it was a lot of things now I, I made you listen to a podcast uh bet the process which which i do recommend for everyone to, to listen to uh jeffrey ma who is the inspiration for the movie 21 they made him like some white dude in the movie but he, he's this asian guy who's worked like for the portland trailblazers and other things like that he's in Tons of, of big time shit, like very, very smart dude. And Rufus Peabody, who um, is a professional sports better. Uh, they have a great podcast, but they reference Phil Hellmuth, who was a, uh, who is a poker player, one of the more famous poker players. Do, are you familiar with him? I, I think you are. Are you not? Yeah, yeah, because he acts like such a baby on television. Yes, yes, he does. So he was on a podcast, and they referenced this on their podcast. So we're like deep dimensions of podcasts right now. Um, but he, he was doing a live stream and saying that he just was like, there's people out there that know something that I don't know because he was saying how people are getting millions of dollars down. That's what's moving Trump to, to being a favorite, right? So it's the respect of the marketplace. It's the respect of the marketplace. Now where the markets and myself got wrong, well, what I got wrong is first of all, I, I, I bet on something I know nothing about, right? I, I still, I still don't hate what I did. I, I hate how much I put on it, but there was, there was some validity to what I did, um, but it was the unprecedentedness of the mail-in ballots, right? Which, pretty basic, mail-in ballots are obviously going to, to favor the Democratic candidate, especially when they're, I mean, just, just even if you took away the fact that, you know, what Trump has been saying about, you know, fighting the mail-in ballot. Um, so, so that makes sense. And, and me not knowing that, you know, states like Pennsylvania weren't even going to start counting it until Election Day. Right, so a lot of the states had built up leads for for um, for Biden because they were counting the mail-in ballots. Um, so, so there's just things fundamentally I didn't have a, a technical or a fundamental understanding of. That that's my fault for getting into it. But uh, I just had respect for marketplaces, and I had respect for people who I follow who were also reacting to it similarly. And this was a direct repeat of 2016. It was. You know, polls say he has absolutely no chance. Betting market says he has some chance. And then the betting market moves as the, the you know, night progresses. So it, was like, it, it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just like, oh, I see this line moving. I'm going to hop on it. And in sports betting, that's called steam chasing. And, and so that is something people do in sports betting. And it's, it's not the worst thing you can do, first of all. It's not, it's not, a, it's not you're not going to win every time. You're, you're not even going to make a profit every time. But there are worse strategies than steam chasing. You see, you see a line moving and you get the best number you can. You know, that, that's not the worst strategy in the world. So you have the, you have the line movement, the steam chasing. Um, you have the fact that it's a direct repeat 
of 2016. Like there, this is exactly what happened in 2016. All the polls says he has no chance. Trump says my people will come out and support me. And it looks like he is, you know, that that's happening again. And then it's the reaction from people who I do respect, you know? So it's, it's those three things coming together and me being on my third glass of red wine that makes the trifecta times, you know, compound to, to four, I guess the fourth power and, and me making a, a way too big bet on something I know nothing about. Um, so yes, that, that is, that is why. So that was your first question. Do you have another question, a comment, joke, um, anything you want to do? Floor oh, I got plenty. We're going to stick on this. It's going to be a two hour pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I think the, the interesting thing was you and one other person in my close social circle texted me the phrase it's over Ugh. and, and um, and then I actually got an it's over from a, I think a Trump voter Wednesday morning, uh, which I also, like, I don't think as today. So the market I'm looking at has Trump implied 12% yeah. um, right now. So I don't, I don't think this is over now at the time of recording, which is what, 7.30 PM on Thursday night. Like, sorry, it's right. not over. Right. Right. You're, you're right. You're exactly right. You're yeah. this, this right. temptation that we have as people to want to know the fucking answer. It's over. It's just like, it's like the death star pulling us in, dude. It's so, so strong. So like I reacted strongly and emotionally to both of the texts that I got that said it's over. I'm like, which data feed is my buddy looking at? Right. What, what do they see? Who's who, which smart person said it's over who called what? Right. Cause that's all we got um, now. And, and everyone's in their own data feeds. And of course I respect my, you know, like you respect your Twitter feed full of smart people doing their own research. I, I do the same. That's how we operate as people. I, I just think that's so fascinating. Like our, our desire to be able to call it one way or another. Um, when the facts, there, there was, you weren't getting any attention on Tuesday night in the media or on Twitter. If you're saying it's not over. Right. Like, that's not right. like no one, no one's getting attention. We're in an attention economy. So um, I, the, the only thing I'm surprised on your end, like the the confluence events, I get the the unit size. I'm surprised by that. That was probably third glass or second glass of wine that got your unit size higher than ought to been, ought to have been. Um, but beyond that, I, I think I I get the process. And I've made trades like that too, where I see really smart people in consensus, a market that agrees or disagrees, the ability to put money down. Like, yeah, yep, I've most definitely done that. Right, right. And, and you know, it, it is what it is. And I think that there's a lot of things to learn from this. You know, first of all, like, you know, me practicing what we preach, right? Um, first of all, you should not be, if you're, if you're trying to do this seriously, you should never be making, you know, decisions when you have the, under the influence of definitely alcohol, but even things like you're just in, like in a bad mood. Like if you're angry, you should not be fucking betting, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're like emotionally unstable. Um, so that, that's one thing. I think another thing is uh, this is definitely something that it's not going away. So this was the most bet on event in the history of the world. So, you know, wow. total handle wise. Yeah. So this is clearly not going to go away. It's illegal to do in the United States, even with all these states legalizing it. Um, so these offshore books, I think they're going to be like, all right, this is this is something we can provide. Uh, this is something we can do that we have to compete now with this legal market in the United States. Um, so not only was this a major handle, but this is something we're going to do in the future to, you know, what can we do here to, to, to milk this? 
So I, I'm definitely going to be, it's going to be fun to, to actually do some homework on this in the future. Um, you know, I have no one to blame myself. I didn't do any real, real, there wasn't data I was looking at. There was, it was just like a lot of dots I was trying to connect. And, you know, anytime you have speculation, you're going to be wrong sometimes. And, you know, speculating is not a sustainable uh, predictor of, of beating markets. Um, that being said, I, I, I'm really not upset about it. I'm upset about how much I bet, but that's that's a different issue. Like it's not it's not a serious amount of money, but it is like a, it is an elementary mistake. And uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to share it because I think it's important to to realize that like we we say this shit so often because it's so easy to make these simple mistakes. And what I love about like fucking, you know, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger is just like, they're, they're, they don't even pretend to have like some special sauce. They're just like, don't make stupid decisions for a long period of time and you're going to be fine. So, mm-hmm. so I do, I, you know, I'm happy to share it. It's funny. Um, you know, it is what it is. Maryland legalized sports betting. So that's fine. Um, and also, yeah, you're right. It's not over. It'd be funny if this, this it actually wouldn't be funny if this, this cashes because we have to deal with, you know, who for a, a little bit longer, but um, you know, this is a tax I, I have to pay. Now, when I go to hostels, I don't have to explain for two and a half hours why my country voted for Donald Trump. So, I, you know, it's, it's been an expensive tax, but what can you do? What can you do? Yep. Um, I'm going to send Jay a chart. I'm going to force him to post this on his website of when you look at the price of, of which particular price he paid on this. Uh, it's just going to be funny. We're just going to keep that one up there for, uh, for as long as we need to, I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good, Rob. I, yeah. you watch your mouth. You know, I had, I, I really, I, this is actually the best thing from all this is, I like now have I have meaning in my like you know, you know to me I'm very I'm very zen. You know this. I have no reason to to make lots of money, but now I want to make lots of money so I can right before I start making lots of money I can switch financial investors or, yeah. or advisors and and yeah. that person can make money off me. So that that's, that's now you've given me meaning. I am very happy for this, Rob. So appreciate it, man. Really do. As long as I can help. <laughs> All right, but more of the story is just buy Bitcoin and stop trying to stop trying to be an idiot. That, that's that's what you, if you get anything from this podcast. Um, but any final any final thoughts? Uh, before we move on to to what we normally do during this podcast, which is attempt to actually make good decisions while while betting and and, and stick in our circle of confidence and, and bet on the NFL. Uh, yeah, my last thing on it is uh, I'm still interested in this idea of like the temptation to bet on on different things. Um, we've talked about in the past how the Super Bowl and, and this pod that you recommended to me had something about how the you know the Super Bowl is actually inefficient because of how fun it is and how many people want to get in on that. Uh, I really just really, yeah, relatively inefficient. Relatively right. Um, I'm interested in this idea of like just when to bet and when to when to. Uh, there's a concept from Charlie Munger. He calls it the too hard pile. Like when an analysis is too hard, when he can't figure out what a company how they make money or how much they make or what their return on invested capital is. He's like, nah, too hard, too hard pile. Um, I, I like probably by luck have been presented with so many investment opportunities in my life that the vast majority of them have gone in the too hard pile. Like I, like I don't understand them and I'm, I'm not going to, to go, uh, to go dive into them. Um, and I'm, I'm 
curious if you have a, a too hard pile here, or if in retrospect this should be in your too hard pile, or just not circle of competence pile, or some other way of categorizing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, like I said, I I actually like what I did. I really, I just, I, I, I bet too much into it. That was mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing I really have regrets for. Um, I've seen people saying it's over that. I have followed for a long time that would never iterate that on a fo- about a football game, right. you know. So, so the thing I, I you know, I, I connected dots and I didn't do research, you know. So what I should have done is this should have been like a third of a unit size instead of being five, <laughs> five x of a unit size, right? So that's what was wrong with it. I, I shot my shot. I connected my dots. It's it's such a irregular event. A lot of it was just like I've heard about it for so long. I, it's intriguing. It's clickbait. Yeah. And and it, a little bit was just like you know I don't want to miss this this you know it's happening again like so I, I in all seriousness I am not um, you know I I don't really have any regrets about the bet I'm just the bet size you know it's this not in my circle of competence we've mentioned before but your circle of competence is is what you know now that circle of competence might be one thing that happens every four years I'm sure there are people mm-hmm. out there that just bet the elections alone and there that's all they do. Um, but it's a, it's a Warren Buffett and, and Charlie Munger um, term where it's just like, it's not about how big your circle of competence is. It's how well you've defined it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, you're not navigating outside of it. It's like, I, I think my circle of competence includes NBA basketball. It's like, no, I know it does not, <laughs> you know? So, so it, 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 it's like that. So yeah, I was betting outside my circle of competence. I should have used it more as entertainment money, but probably a little bit more than entertainment money because it, it wasn't just an it wasn't just like hey I'm bored I want to watch this it was like no I'm I, I there's some people who there's something here there's not much here and there's not much, I haven't done the necessarily homework um, on it but th- th- there's also not nothing there and I, it's very easy to be rev- you know revisionist and say this and that um, but you know had I known about the mail-in thing like that's a simple thing I could have researched about certain states especially important states. Um, you know, they're, they're processing like, they, that's just very dumb. Like, why, why did I not know that? Um, but yeah, last, right. last question on this, mm-hmm. will, will you be betting on the next election? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, you know, me way too well. Uh, I will, I, I am looking forward to making this part of my circle of competence in over the next five years or so. Like this isn't something I'm going to put serious money on in tw- uh, 2022 for the Senate races and, and stuff like that. But, I do see this becoming a new field because of how much money there was and how, you know, these offshore books are going to have a leg up over the legal books because the legal books can't offer this. And even if the legal books were able to, let's say they passed legislation where, yeah, they could do it, which I think would just be very hard, right? There's just a conflict of interest there. Um, they wouldn't be able to do it like as the, as the election is going on. Like last night I was betting, or excuse me, Tuesday night I was betting after polls closed in many states. You know what I mean? Like I find it hard that legal sports books, even if they were able to take bets on uh, the election, how they would be able to do it that late in the night, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I think competition will come from that. Um, and the amount of money you could get down. And, and here's the other thing. You could arbitrage. So there's a, a Taleb thing. So he was trolling Silver. I know you know Nate Silver and, and, and Taleb fucking like have a rivalry or whatever. But he was – and I, and I do want to look at this. He was talking about putting options on it. So essentially the opposite of what I did. So when the market was so in favor of Biden taking Trump and then as it moved towards Trump, take the positions on Biden, things of that nature. Uh, it's, that's very oversimplifying it. Um, but using those, we, 
essentially using people like myself who are making more emotional decisions, right? Oh, I see this, I'm connecting dots, I'm going to chase the overreaction to that and, and, and hedging out, or I shouldn't say hedging out, arbitrage where you're guaranteeing profit. It is hedging, I guess, as well. Uh, more of those option traders, deeper financial, um, you know, the, the, the real money makers, if you will, um, mm-hmm. concepts they use. Uh, so I do want to look at that, but yeah, I, I think it's awesome. I, I like politics. Uh, I don't like the you know, like the practicality, but the, the fundamental politics, you know, things like that. I like connecting dots. I like making predictions. Um, I like you know, I like to to brag when I'm right, and I, and I like to to take a you know a, a glutton for punishment when I'm wrong. So it, it is what it is. Uh, but but I love it. I mean, it's fine. It was a thrill, man. It, it's mm-hmm. a, it's the biggest betting event in in the world, and I have a story from it, so it's all good. I dig it. All right. Let's go to to something real, the NFL. Let's go to something good and true, the National Football League. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Monday night we have the the two-win New England Patriots uh, playing the New York Jets. Uh, This is probably on paper the worst game of the week in terms of team's record, uh, but it is the Monday night football game. Uh, Jets are at home. They are a seven and a half point underdog. Gun to my head, I would actually take the Jets in this game. The Patriots are, are really dinged up. They're bad. Um, they they had the most opt outs preseason. They have tons of injuries. Um, and yeah, like I said, they, they just look bad. Um, I, I'm not betting this because the Jets are awful. And and as Charlie Munger says, just too hard. This is a too hard game to analyze. I, I it's not even that it's too hard. It's just I don't want to put hard earned money on the Jets. Um, Especially after losing all that money on fucking Donald Trump, um, but yeah, so so interesting game. Totals forty one and a half should be low scoring game. So seven and a half points in a low scoring game. That's a lot of points. Um, so yeah, if you had to bet this game, I would take the, the Jets. But remember, best part about betting is you don't have to bet every game. Uh, anything before we get on the, the Sunday night game, Rob? About the Jets Patriots? No, that seems like a big. Big spread for the points total. Yeah, it, it, essentially, if, if that's any other two and, and five team not named the New England Patriots, that spreads by four, four and a half. Um, the Sunday night game, I think the best game of the week is the New Orleans Saints visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is at four and a half right around uh, right now, uh, Thursday night. Total 51, open 56, got bet down to 51. Uh, I think this is too many points. Last week, I bet against the Saints. Um, and I, and I cashed that with the, the bears. Um, and actually what I did is I, I live bet that. So I live bet middled it. So, uh, I had the bears plus 10 and a half cause I teased them up. Uh, the bears were winning. Uh, I took the saints money line and I won both bets. That's, that's the fun part of having those teasers and you have those middles and you can see how the game's going and, and lock in profit. And, and, uh, I won both bets on there. Um, so, so that, that was fun to do. But this really just comes down to, first of all, there's really no home field advantage. If there is, there's like a point, point and a half. And there's no way you could tell me the Buccaneers are three points better than the Saints. Uh, and I'm not even high on the Saints. It's mostly just because I, I don't think the, the, Bucan, the Buccaneers are that great. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're great. Uh, I make this number uh, about one and a half. So I am seeing if it was going to go to six. It was at five, five and a half for a lot of the week. Six is such a key number. Uh, but if I see it probably going to go down to four, I will take uh, the Saints here. Um, I think this could be a good live bet game. Uh, that's another thing. I might take a small position on the Saints money line, wait for them maybe to get a lead and, and take the um, the Buccaneers in game to, to lock in some profit. 
Uh, but I do think this is going to be a really fun game. I just think uh, the Buccaneers are overpriced. Uh, and the Saints, especially they're getting their star wide receiver most likely back, Michael Thomas. He's not a guarantee, and he's battling a hamstring injury, so hamstrings are never easy to come back from. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's a bet I have on that game. Anything about your beloved Saints there, Rob? Nope. All right. Moving to the two uh, afternoon games. So you're either going to see the Pittsburgh Steelers visit the Dallas Cowboys in the most lopsided spread of the week, a 14-point spread. Um, Steelers visiting the Cowboys, and they are still getting 14 points. And not only are they getting 14 points, there's only 41 and a half points uh, expected to be scored in this game. So the total is one of the lowest of the weeks, and it's the highest spread. Um, so this is the most lopsided game of the week. Uh, Dallas Cowboys backup quarterback, um, Andy Dalton was battling a concussion he received in the Washington football game. Uh, last week they had a rookie play against the Eagles. They got destroyed. Their offense looked terrible. Andy Dalton, good news back from concussion, bad news has COVID now. Uh, so he, so he is not playing in this game. They're going to move to their fourth starting quarterback, either Cooper Rush, who was signed, um, last Thursday was not with the team. He was on the, the New York Giants practice squad. So a team, a guy who's been with the team a little over a week, or Garrett Gilbert, who's only been with the team about three weeks. So, yeah, that's going to be a pretty ugly game. Uh, I'm still in one survivor contest. Next year we're going to do a survivor contest. Have I explained to you what a survivor contest is, Rob? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm still in one of them. I think there's like 300 people left in it. If we win all the way, we get $2 million. So I'm hoping that'll help pay off my Trump debts. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is going to be my survivor pick of the week. Uh, Steelers should stomp on them. I don't even really think the Steelers are as good as everyone else does. They're undefeated right now, sure, and that, that does mean something. But I still think the Chiefs would be about a, a six-point favorite on a neutral field against the Steelers. Um, the other game you'll either see in the afternoon are your beloved Cardinals hosting the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the spread right now is about four. I got this pre-last week. So pre-last week's games, I bet on the Dolphins plus six. I had to pay a little bit more for them, but I got plus six with the Dolphins. I'm, I'm all about this Dolphins team, man. Their defense is good. I actually wish they didn't switch to Tua. I understand why they did, but but um, Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing top 10, top 12 quarterback play. Um, so it sucks for this year, but they're doing it because they have so much draft capital coming up. They're, they're like, Tua, prove it this year. Like, here you go. Like you, you got the the rest of this year to show us that you're the quarterback of the future, or we're going to draft somebody else next year, which is so great because they're not falling victim to sunk cost fallacy, which so many NFL teams do, i.e. the Washington football team that that passed on Tua and uh, Justin Herbert, who Justin Herbert's looking like a future star, and Tua very easily still could be. He's only played one game uh, because they had Dwayne fucking Haskins, who's a bum. Uh, so, so I love the Miami Dolphins. So, uh, so this is a, is a Panther Dolphin Jags podcast, also Rays and Marlins and Orioles. So that, that's who we like here. That's what this household roots for. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that the Arizona is overrated. Uh, I think they're like five and two, um, but their defense isn't that good. Kyler Murray is, is an electric, electric player. Um, but his passing skills are, are not, not really, you know, that great. They're good. They're above average. He's an amazing runner. Um, but this, this offense is still slightly above average. Um, so this is kind of like, uh, I, I think the dolphins are undervalued and I think that the Cardinals are overvalued. So even being more conservative, um, I, I'm still going to be betting this game because, because when those two things align, we, we definitely want to take advantage of that. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's the, the bets I have uh, so far this week. Anything else catch your eye looking at, at any of the games this week? Or do you want to get back to election jokes or anything else, Rob? Uh, no, I want to give you a little redemption chance. So clearly you did good on Saints Bears last week. Any other, uh, any other hits from last week or, or theses that played out? Yeah. Well, I, well or poorly. Yeah. Theses before Tuesday that played out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had Steelers. I teased up the Steelers to 10 and a half. They actually won the game outright against Baltimore. Um, Baltimore actually outgained the, the Steelers by 200 yards. So after watching that game, even though the Steelers won, I feel better about the Ravens than I do about the Steelers. So I, I already have a position on the Ravens to win the division, which is actually probably looking very, very unlikely because they just lost to the Steelers, and that was like a huge leverage game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm probably be looking to uh, take a position on the Ravens a little bit later in the season. They have a really weak last four weeks of the of – the, uh, season and they're most likely going to be a wild card so that means they're going to be on the road but that isn't as important this year because we talked about with the home field advantage and as my, my roommate reminded me who's a big ravens fan every year the ravens have won the super bowl they did it as a wild card so that that's got to be worth like you know a, a lot right there right that that's how mm-hmm. that's how beating markets works right you look for trends right yeah that has to hold up yeah so yeah yeah, yeah, that, that's usually what the the hedge fund guys do, right? <laughs> Probably not that far off, honestly. But yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, twenty year old trends, you know that, that those count, right? Anyways, um, but yeah, so so those th- some things we'll mention. We're also about three weeks away from college basketball, which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, well, I think we we've provided enough content. Um, go ahead and send out your best election joke to me. Uh, you know. I, I, the way I look at this is, I, you're welcome, America. I, I jinxed this, so so Donnie didn't win. So he did jinx it. Not only did he say it's free money. <laughs> what all did you say? You said it's over, and you said it's free money. Um, at, at what was it like minus three hundred something? Yes, yes. You can post those text messages. I don't. I don't even care. What I do for these people? I'm gonna make a little compilation. It's going on the website. It's gonna be a little post of shame, and it's gonna be funny. Yeah, no, it, it is funny, but it, it, there are some lessons in there that a I need to learn, but but hopefully other people get to learn as well without losing the amount of money I did. But hey, you live, you learn, you bet, you have fun, you die, it happens. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> All right, we'll see everybody next week. Peace.